Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Coach, I know you're uh, wrapped up and busy and getting ready for this uh, area round playoff. Hey, let me see your thoughts on something. Jeff was just pointing out how Terrence Brooks, the freshman, had to go in and play uh, on the corner for the injured Deshaun Jameson. It's always a nice little bonus for a coach, even if you think a guy's going to step in and play well, to see it happen in reality, is it's got to make a head coach feel good when you put a guy in there who hadn't had a lot of experience go out and play well. Yeah, and especially being, uh, you know, young <laughs> and having, having more years left. And when you see a young player, a freshman, a sophomore, you know, obviously impact your football team that way. Uh, it's pretty exciting because, like I said, you have that guy for, for a handful of years still. So uh, I'm sure those guys are excited to see the young players, you know, change that opportunity. So what a cool deal for him. Yeah, no doubt. Just the freshman, the kid from Little Elm. And and you've had uh, guys, and of course the system working the way it does for you in the Westlake system, uh, You when you have a sophomore step up and play, uh, it's it's. I know it's a bonus, but by the same token, you and your staff are not going to put a kid in a situation where you think he's going to uh, really embarrass himself or the team or anything like that. If you put a sophomore out there, I have a feeling you're, you're pretty confident he's going to be able to deliver for you. Right, you know, we got him to that point. You know, whether he, you know, makes the plays, kind of like Mr. Brooks did this weekend as a freshman for Texas or not, you know, at that point in time, we're putting him in the game because we trust him. He had the preparation going into it. And so, obviously, at that point in time, you know, it's it's time to go make a play. And uh, so, we had the opportunity last week to do that for, for a handful of kids on our team. And it was good to see those guys get out there and shake things up and make some tackles and, and make some runs and then obviously throw the football a little bit. So, it's always fun to see those guys that uh, – practice just as much in the same hours as the guys that are starters get out Co- there and get to play sorry coach coach got you a nice by district win last week over cedar ridge when you went back and watched it what'd you like well i think the, the, the main thing that steps out uh, stands out is our special teams i mean uh you know defense we kind of allowed a opening drive touchdown the touchdown run by cedar ridge start the game and they were ahead for one play and we went 92 yards in the next ensuing kickoff return um, so obviously that was big, big time to go 92 yards, answer their touchdown with the, with touchdown of our our own. So that was big time. And then uh, maybe about two drives later, we had a punt return for a touchdown. So I mean, we got uh, you know 14 of our first probably 21 points in the game were from the return game. So I think that's uh, it's always positive. I think our average field position for the game was we started our drives in the plus 47, and theirs was the minus 22. You know that's winning football in our place. Uh, I've heard you talk about, and I've asked you quite a bit uh, about the goal board. I used to ask Coach Dodge about it as well. Was that an unchecked box on the goal board as a touchdown on the first drive? I can't remember if that's part of the goal board. And even if it was, and even uh, with that happening, that's something to work on for this week, right? Right, no doubt. No, we got the goal board. We talking to the offense for the most part, but uh, yeah, the offense had two drives: one to start the game, and then one in the second half. And I think one ended in a touchdown, one ended in a field goal. So 10 points out of those two drives, you know, those are very, very important drives for us as we start the game and obviously as we start second half. So we put an emphasis on those two drives, and, and to get 10 points out of two drives, that's we'll take that every week.
This is Life the Tower on the Horn. Craigway and Jeff Howe, joined by head coach Tony Salazar of the Westlake Chaparrales and Snoop Dandy with a question. Salazar, I know you're going to have a lot of players who aren't named Great House in Quebec and, or Kaiser making big plays. And I'm talking about guys like Brett Mays, et cetera. Can you kind of talk about some of those uh, low-key players that are going to make big plays for you coming up? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, I think a group that has to be, you know, obviously uh, recognized and pat on the back and, and you know, all the same, keep coming along, keep getting better is our offensive line. Uh, obviously, you know, cats out of the bag. We've lost a handful of uh, really, really good uh, offensive linemen to some season-ending injuries. And, uh, you know, the next guy up, just like the other positions. Everybody knows who the next receiver is. Everybody knows who the next DB is that steps in. Those guys fit in pretty well and kind of just, uh, you know, fall into the mix. But when you're an offensive lineman, there's no hiding. And uh, the whole game kind of – uh, we can tell in the game, the flow of the game. Can we run the ball? Can we protect? And uh, we've had several guys, uh, a sophomore playing left guard for us right now, Jared Reisinger. Uh, I mean, he's got uh, he's got a big backside. Autumn Dude takes up a lot of room. Uh, he's he's stronger than he knows. Uh, I think he's got a high ceiling, and he's getting better every single week. He's had about four starts now. Uh, we got T.J. Christen back from a hand of wrist surgery, uh, and so obviously we're kind of bolstering our offensive lines. We get as we go on through. Um, so as we go through our offensive line, I think those guys have kind of overcome some injuries this year. And uh, now I think they're starting to see those guys gel and make their own kind of chemistry between the five of them. So uh, I want to obviously pat those guys on the back and tell those guys doing a great job. Coach, I want to go back to your special teams real quick and, and talk about uh, Blake Dunham. And I know we've, we've talked about Blake here on the show before, but just, uh, you know, sometimes on the staff you might just have a coach, hey, you go coach the special teams. But to have a special teams coach that was a deep snapper in college, really understands that third phase, is passionate about it, uh, how fortunate are you to have a guy like Coach Dunham overseeing your special teams? Yeah, I mean, he's doing an outstanding job. You know, he's done it uh... – before he was our place, he was up at Argyle, and he won a state championship doing the same job there. And so the guy's a winner. Um, he gets results. Obviously, to be special teams wired, kind of like you know most special teams guys, uh, you got to be passionate about it, and he is. I mean, uh, uh, I got to give him hell all the time, but I mean, we've got every week we got about five different punt formations, about three punt fakes. We've got about four different punt blocks, about four different returns on the punt return game, a different mix up of kickoffs every single time we kick off, and it's. It's fun, exciting for our kids, um, and obviously it's it's heck to prepare for as the opponents. Uh, but all the same, you know, we treat it just the same as the regular position group. I mean, he gets time, he gets time dedicated to special teams to have a meeting and to go over a to develop a game plan and obviously install that with our players that shows them and proves to them, hey, we're going to attack this phase of the game. We're not going to sit back and just you know concede that we're going to take the football, you know, or punt it back to the next team. Uh, we're going to have, uh, you know, we're going to go into this fight uh, with with our guns loaded, and we're going to have options, and uh, we're going to play to win the game, and that's really a model around Westlake. We, we play to win the game; we don't play to not get beat. And I think uh, I think that kind of fits right into Coach Dunham and his special teams philosophy. He's playing to make plays on special teams, and uh, our kids feed off that. He does an outstanding job, but we're so happy to have him, and obviously. Uh, we look forward to that phase, obviously, continue to dominate as we go through the playoffs. Tony, here's something else you can give him hell for. His dad is the godfather to my oldest child. Do you ever give him uh, uh, my son? <laughs> I was say, you ever give him grief about his dad being a, a sports radio icon in Dallas-Fort Worth? Yeah, you know, I think he's a little under the radar here in Austin. Blake's just kind of snuck in the back door. Nobody really knew about him, and, and obviously – 
I think the cat's out of the bag, and that's because of the body of work he's throwing out there on Friday nights. And uh, obviously our kids respect him. Our coaching staff respects him. We're all intrigued about the game plan every week, the special teams. And Blake's just, uh, you know, he's uh, doing a hell of a job for us, and we couldn't be more excited about having him, you know, lead our special teams. Gosh, I remember when that dude was two years old back in the day. Anyway, that make me feel a little bit older. Uh, let's uh, let, let, let's talk about uh, the matchup with New Braunfels, and I want to give you an opportunity first, Tony, uh, because I'm sure the whole Westlake program is is sending along its best wishes for, for the young man quarterback for New Braunfels who uh, sustained the injury, that, that, that uh, scary situation the other night, and we're all hoping Ooh. for the best, of him, best for him and, and full recovery. Right. There's no doubt, obviously. I mean, it's just kind of one of those curveballs that nobody, you know, saw coming. And it's uh, obviously got prayers and prayers are out to him and his family and obviously his recovery and his team um, and, and their recovery from just a, a bizarre event. And uh, But obviously, uh, damage is done on their part. But what I saw, and this is what I told our, our community the other day, I said, what I saw a team that 24 hours before they played last Friday night, um, everything was great. They had a heck of a quarterback playing for them. They had they were playing well, going in the playoffs, and all of a sudden that changed. Twenty four hours before they had to play, and now there's a, a backup quarterback being thrust into the role. And I didn't see a team that was all right flustered by that one bit. I saw the opposite. I saw a football team that, that's coached by Coach Mangold down there in New Braunfels. They kind of put their arms around each other and came tighter and, and really tried to fight their tails off uh, for their teammate and for their quarterback. And um, they played a physical brand of football last uh, last Friday night. It was cold. It was windy. It was rainy. Um, and, and those guys just laid on the line for their teammate. And so they have our full attention. And we were there to kind of obviously witness that part of it. Um, they played a clean and physical football game. And, and that's what I'm expecting we're going to get uh, this Friday night at San Marcos. And we just honestly hope that um, the young man heals up. And we know that New Braunfels is going to be ready and willing to, to take on the Shaps. Uh, we're talking about Leighton Adams, the uh, quarterback there for New Braunfels, and and um, after uh, the shock he received from the uh, utility pole, and hopefully he'll he'll be better, uh, uh, you know, and, and continue toward recovery. Coach, uh, I'm always fascinated to, when you get to play out the playoffs and, and trying to decide where to play, when to play, what day, because I've heard just some some wild stories over the years about how coin flips can go awry and, and what gets agreed upon. Uh, how easy was it to get uh, get everything set up logistically to to get ready to go Friday night down in San Marcos? You know, there's by default there's not many options. Just to tell you the right. truth, you know, between Austin and San and San Antonio, there's not much. It's kind of a neutral, you know, fair shake for most parties to kind of meet in the middle. You're talking about San Marcos, you know, obviously you're talking about New Braunfels Canyon, both right there, kind of off 35, but. Other than that, you know, uh, we really don't want New Braunfels to go right down the road to New Braunfels Canyon. So, uh, so luckily, we were kind of on top of it early enough. Our athletic director, Coach Callan Oaks, does an outstanding job. And, and Beth Thord, our administrative assistant, uh, just kind of making sure that some of those things are lined out. And we got our ducks in a row. We'll make our phone calls and try to obviously forecast out, you know, what our next move is going to be. And so that we're not, uh, uh, you know, worried about all that stuff when it has nothing to really do with the outcome of the game. I mean, it kind of does because I've just got to have a place to play. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's about what's happening on the field. And, um, you know, when some coaches, I guess, can drive themselves crazy, worried about all those, those you know, um, all the the information that needs to go to the public, you know, and trying to find a place to play and the time. And uh, luckily at this point, everybody I've worked with so far has been great and pretty easy and forward and really trying to find a better, you know, what's the, what's the most fair deal between New Braunfels and, 
and obviously Austin and, and San Marcos fit that mold and we've played there actually it's it'll be a year ago all right this week that we played them second round of the playoffs it's a, it's a rematch uh, from area round last year at the same place so I think we're flipping sidelines this week I think we're the home team and they're the visitors and last year they were the home team and we were the visitors so um, same familiar place <laughs> yeah and, and I would imagine you're at at this point. Uh, working ahead, you mentioned uh, Callan Oaks and the rest of the athletic department working ahead. Uh, you know whether uh, you know if you advance, then it's either Taft or San Benito. And, and by the way, for folks who don't know this, it's not necessarily a guarantee anymore that you're going to have Valley Week because of the realignment. And because there's San Antonio-based schools still playing uh, that would be playing Valley School, so you may wind up playing uh, a San Antonio school next week, uh, San Antonio-based school uh, next week as well. But no matter who it is, I would imagine Tony, with your consultation with the athletic staff you're you're not only working ahead on terms of the possibility of where you might play but when because doesn't it get to a point now you played Thursday last week Friday this week to at some point it gets flipped and you start playing Saturdays to get into that Saturday routine yeah you know I think typically we like to at least around here is kind of we like to kind of go the first three rounds on Fridays and keep it as normal as possible Obviously, the Thursdays for us were for various reasons we've had. For number one, for weather, uh, the first week, and then that kind of just kept us on our weekly schedule. Uh, and then we we kind of lucked out that we beat the weather the second week as well. And so, um, but as we go into this thing, yeah, we've already made plans. You know, we, I think we'll try to stay on Friday schedule uh, next week if we can. If we're fortunate enough to be practicing football next week, um, and then as we progress on to the regional finals, semifinals, those are all Saturday games as we go out to, throughout the end of the season. So. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things Yeah, you want to be fair, you know, you want to be fair for all parties involved. And sometimes geographically, it just doesn't work. You know, for us, it's kind of the case. It's, we're kind of this odd man coming from Austin, all of San Antonio and South. And, um, you know, it's hard to get somebody from San Antonio to come to Austin, you know? So, you know, maybe we'll get them sometime. We'll get, uh, so we can't get that big stadium down the road right there off 35, get that stadium rented out, uh, some, so people in Austin can see some high school football. There you go. All right. Hey, uh, it is uh, 7.30 on Friday night as Westlake takes on New Braunfels at Rattler Stadium in San Marcos. Tony, as always, appreciate the time. Uh, grateful to have you join us, and we'll look forward to visiting with you again next week. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Y'all have a great afternoon. Let's hope we can see 35 packed. There you Very go. Blue, going, going south, all right? San Marcos, guys. Y'all get there. Come support these boys. 11-0, having a hell of a season. There you go. Thank you, Tony. Thanks, Coach. All right. That's 